Hello everyone. So we're going to be continuing our Disciple Maker series, you know, looking at how we can make disciples and effectively um, make change really where we are. So before I jump in, I'm going to just quickly pray. So just join me now. Father Lord, we just thank you so much that we have the opportunity to be online, to be able to connect and join in from wherever we are. What a blessing, what a privilege we're up to be able to do that. And Lord, we just ask right now that you come and speak through me into the homes of people, into their cars, wherever they're tuning in. Come and speak through me to them. Whatever you want to say, let it be said and let it be heard. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So yes, we're continuing with the Disciple Maker series. And I thought it'd be a really good idea to kind of recap on what is a disciple to make sure we have that understanding before we um, head on to the word. So I looked up in the dictionary um, two definitions of a disciple, and one of them is from Merriam-Webster, and they define a disciple as one who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrines of another. And then the Cambridge Dictionary defines it as a person who believes in the ideas of a leader, especially a religious or political one, and tries to live according to those ideas. So if we view that in the lens of Christianity, we could define a disciple then as a person who accepts the good news that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Saviour and models their life after him, and part of which includes spreading this message. And in fact, Jesus himself instructed his disciples to do this. We can find this in Matthew chapter 28, verse 16 to 20. And I'll just read it quickly. This is called the Great Commission. Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So that brings us to today's message, which is titled, Pass It On, Then Do It Again. We're going to be looking at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. And I thought it'd be good to get a bit of context. So 2 Timothy um, is a letter written by the Apostle Paul to Timothy um, to encourage him in his ministry, in his disciple-making. And in the previous chapter, in chapter 1, Paul encourages Timothy to fan into flames, to refine and build on the spiritual gift of pastoring and teach, teach, teaching and preaching given to him by God, and to serve God faithfully, and most importantly, which links to us to chapter 2 now, not to be ashamed to share the good news. So I really encourage you to read the whole passage from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. But for the message, we're going to focus on verse 2. And it reads, You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. I also really like the Passion Translation because it puts another spin on it. And it reads, And all that you've learned from me confirmed by the integrity of my life, deposit into faithful leaders 
who are competent to teach the congregations the same revelation. So let's break that down. You've heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. So Timothy first received the good news. He learned from Paul. He learned from other apostles and biblical study. So here we can take before Timothy could go out and make disciples, he has to become a disciple himself. Broken down in the Amplified um, translation, it describes these things that Paul taught as the doctrines, the precepts, the admonitions, and the sum of his ministry. And when I think of this, it reminds me, bear with me, of a watering can. Because when you want to water plant, you need to fill up your watering can, right? And the same way, when you want to pour out onto others, when you want to teach others, make disciples, you need to be filled up yourself. You need to make sure that you are getting that word, that you are studying the word, that you are receiving so that you can then pour out onto others. So that's my question firstly. Are you a disciple? Are you being filled yourself? And then the next part says, now teach these truths to other trustworthy people or faithful men. So God gave this gift, the spiritual gift of ministry to Timothy, but he gave it to him not just so he can keep it to himself, but for him to actually pass on to others. An essential part of his work as a pastor was to pour out into others what God had committed to him. And now that may leave you thinking, well, actually, I'm not a pastor. That's not my calling. So this doesn't really apply to me. But actually, we are all called to ministry, sharing this amazing gospel message, no matter the scale. It may be like, you know, you're called to ministry in your workplace, in your school, with your friends. It doesn't matter the scale. We're all called to ministry. That great commission is just as much for you as it was for those 12 disciples. As you've received this good news, you've been tasked to pass it on to others. And I really like 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 11. But also, I'm going to read Romans 10, 17. Because it says, so faith comes from hearing. That is, hearing the good news about Christ. So if faith comes from hearing, how will people come to faith if they don't hear the good news? If you don't share that good news, how will people hear it and then come to faith? And then the verse goes on to say, these people will then be able to pass it on to others. The good news, the gospel message, is then able to spread further through these disciples who can then make disciples themselves. And then the great thing is, once you've passed that on, you can start again. And when I was thinking about this and the effect of passing it on, it reminded me of the butterfly effect. I don't know if you've heard of this effect, but the idea um, came um, from Edward Norton Lawrence, and he suggested that the small flap of a butterfly wing could cause a tornado. Small changes, small actions, having colossal, having large, massive consequences. So by sharing the good news with one person, the impact you can have is immeasurable. Sharing that good news, who knows the impact that will have? How amazing is that? How encouraging is that? You don't have to be on a stage preaching, but just by sharing with a friend, sharing with a family member, helping them step into the, this life that we call of living as a disciple could shake up a whole nation. So to summarize, are you a disciple? Are you living a life modeled after Jesus? Are you being filled? 
And if not, I encourage you to do that. Connect in, plug in and do that. And if you said yes to these, those questions, who can you pass that message on to? Who can you encourage? Who can you build up? And be encouraged that God will use you to change lives. Remember that the small flap of butterfly wings can cause a tornado. God bless.